0: hello everyone it's adasha townsend of the feast and fashion podcast i'm a veteran food and beverage journalist who's worked with some of the most notable media outlets in the world feast and fashion is the intersection of food and fashion one beautiful plate or glass at a time with each episode i will introduce you to fascinating fabulous people in the culinary industry Today, Chef Sue Ahn joins me. The former golf pro is over one of Chicago's most buzzed about Italian eateries. The brand new Adelina is so hot that yours truly can't even get a reservation. But though Chef Ahn is over a trendy upscale eatery, he's as down to earth as it gets. We talk about his whimsical yet casual sense of style, his Taco Bell obsession, and his dedication to cultivating a kitchen that respects everyone. Welcome to Feast and Fashion, Chef Han.
1: No, thank you for having me. I'm excited.
0: I'm excited too. And I want to get right into how you transition a professional golf career into a culinary career. How did that happen?
1: So I've been playing golf since I was seven. I still play. Played in high school, played in middle school, played a little bit of college golf, um, turned professional. Um, I played on the Latin American tour for about two years, traveling all over South America, which was amazing time but i just i didn't play well and i was like physically emotionally just just drained and i just almost burnt out so i took a little uh, time off of golf uh, and i started bartending doing a little front of the house work serving food captaining and then i was like man like i really like this um let me uh, take it a little bit more seriously went to culinary school with johnson wills in charlotte uh, I love North Carolina. I call it one of my homes. I lived there for a long time.
0: How long um, did you live in North Carolina?
1: I got about eight years.
0: Yeah, we talked offline for a minute about, yeah. you know, all the places where you've lived and yeah. you don't have an accent. I find that amazing, especially <laughs> living in North Carolina, right?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I love saying y'all, though. I mean, there, there are certain <laughs> things that I say with a little bit of Southern twang. Um, uh, yeah, I don't have an accent. I, I don't know.
0: <laughs> so being in North Carolina and going there for culinary school and like really absorbing the culture and the cuisine there, what were your favorite parts about that?
1: So I worked for a really awesome chef who was very into local food and like techniques and the tradition when it came to food. But then he also had a huge Italian background. so he mixed those two together so and it was like a and it was like my first culinary job as a cook and it was an awesome experience he would use ingredients that are super um local to north carolina south carolina and then he'll put like his italian twist to it so it just really opened my eyes Uh, it doesn't always have to be one plus one equals two it can Mm -hmm. be one plus one equals 15 or 16. it can it can be a lot of different things so it, it was an amazing experience but like I was saying earlier, um, I love North Carolina, but at the same time, like if I want to take my culinary career to the next level, I figured I wanted to travel to different states and it kind of opened my eyes. So for my internship, I was choosing between Chicago, New York and the San Francisco. Of course, San Francisco, and New York being such culinary giants already. Mm-hmm. Um, Chicago had this chip on their shoulder. All the chefs is like, you know what? We're not second or third best. We are the best. And they wanted to prove the whole world that they are the best chefs. They're really talented and they can hang with the best in the world, if not you know, in the country. So I love that about Chicago. I love the, the drive that the Chicago chefs had. So I did my externship here at LIDS for 10 weeks and haven't left since. So you've been in Chicago for 10 years? No, I've been in Chicago for about eight years now.
0: Okay. And you've worked at a number of places around Chicago. What were those experiences like?
1: I worked in very high, so, <laughs> yeah. so L-, L Ideas is like a supper club. The executive chef, owner, and myself, and one other chef, uh, and a front-of-the-house person, so four people running the whole restaurant. So I was doing everything from cooking to serving to polishing glasses to setting up tables. Yeah, but it was like a 15-course meal. Um, we only mm-hmm. did like 30 covers a night, so it was very intimate. Uh, and then I worked at Grace, three mission star place, is hyper, hyper fine dining where everything was just perfection or as close as you can get to perfection. Um, and then I you know, I was in the hotel scene just for a little bit, just so I can get my uh, feet wet in the, uh, the number side of things. Cause I always believe that no matter how talented you are, if you don't know the number side of the restaurant, like you can't keep the lights on. Um, <laughs> so it, it, that was a great experience. It was tough. And then uh, before Adelina, I was at Band of Bohemia, which was an amazing experience. I got to work with amazing cooks and uh, chefs and sommeliers and brewers. And uh, now I'm at uh, Adelina. It
0: just seems like you have been at some outstanding restaurants since your tenure in Chicago. I mean, all those restaurants you name, they've either got Michelin Stars, James Beard Awards, or just, you know, really high accolades, you know, from critics. So, I mean, your resume is impressive, Sue. Now, let's talk about Adelina and the whole concept there. I know it's a brand new restaurant in Chicago. Uh, Where is that located?
1: 912 North State Street, heart of Gold Coast. Off have uh, Walton. So how Adelina came about was uh, these four partners, uh, Matt, John, Phil, and uh, Miles, they came together. They wanted to open up an uh, Italian restaurant in the Gold Coast. And it was during the pandemic, which I was like, man, you guys are crazy. But at the same time, like, their ambition was just through the roof, and they're just so dedicated to this project. And they brought me on first. Uh, I did some tastings with them, and they... They really wanted to do the traditional red sauce, white sauce, that kind of Italian food. Mm-hmm. But then, I, I mean, I am all about proving people wrong and I'm all about, you know, like if go left. I'm, no, I'm going to go right. Like, I'm like <laughs> that kind of guy. So I, I try to show them a side of Italian food that, you know, it, it doesn't have to be red and white. You know sauce and it doesn't have to be so traditional you can have fun with it and then they and were very like that
0: in north carolina so well. yeah
1: exactly and all the my other chefs that i uh worked for uh they've you know they showed me the exact same thing they like told me to have fun with the food it doesn't always have to be so rigid and such a square you know it can be whatever shape you want it can you can have fun with it and i showed him that uh part of me and then that part of cooking the style that i um that i do in the kitchen and they were like, wow, this is so different. I love it. So they brought me on in late February. And then from there, like the rest of the culinary team just kind of came together. And it was, it was weird. It was like, we have our CDC was uh, at Monta Verde, which is you know one of the better, if not best mm-hmm. restaurant, like Italian restaurant in the Chicago currently. And then we have Chef Nicole Gini, who was at Blackbird and the Vex. She was a pastry chef there. Um, so like I have an amazing support team right now, and okay. it's it's a lot of fun to work with such talented and like driven people in the kitchen.
0: So what about your Italian cuisine and your point of view with it? What is it that's so different than from all the amazing Italian restaurants in Chicago? Because, you know, we have a lot of them.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Uh, and I I mean, it, it's, it's hard competing with some of the best like Italian cuisine restaurants, you know, in the country, in Chicago. I mean, I would, I try to tell my CDC and my um, my chef pastry cuisine. chef, this chef de cuisine. Sorry, mm-hmm. um, having the best meatball is very subjective, <laughs> right? It is. It's like it's like you know, like me, my mom, my grandma has the best meatball, or like you know, Maple and Ash has the best meatball. But I want to. I'm like, how can we make it different? Like, I I'd I rather be different and interesting and intriguing. Than having the best "quote unquote" meatball in Chicago or in Illinois, so like that's how I like to approach food. It's like, yeah, I can make good meatballs, but can I make it different? What What can we do to add that little something special to make it better "quote unquote"? But it's not really better; it's more unique. So, what um, just, is it that
0: you do to the meatball to make it unique?
1: Oh. <laughs> well, you know, I'm gonna ask. I can't. I can't tell you that. Uh, no. Uh, so our meatball, um, it was a pretty long process. I just process to get the recipe down. We probably went through like (laughs) 10 different recipes and trial and error. You (laughs) would think so, but it it was really, uh, it was really, it was tough. But um, I mean, it's just like a combination of different uh, meats, um, different spices, cooking techniques, um, different cheeses that we put on it. Um,
0: That sounds like fun to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like like I said, our chef de cuisine helped me out a lot on this because he has a vast amount of knowledge in Italian products okay that I, I, that I would have never thought of or never used if it wasn't for him. So it's it's a lot of fun. It's like hearing him having this passion about its Italian food and all the product and knowledge that he has and contributing to the menu and it's been yeah it's, it's it's been crazy.
0: Well, talk about the other some of the other dishes on the menu. What can you expect at Adelina?
1: Sure. We have a, we our pasta section is very interesting. We name each pasta by the shape of their pasta. Um, so we have campanelli, we have mezzet rigatoni, cresta de gallo, and ravioli. And our pastas are, are fun. Like I said, I love having fun with pasta. We have a, a pesto dish, which is, we call it pesto, not pesto. Um, so basically we make the pesto without the basil and then, instead of having the basil get all brown from getting beaten from the, uh, the robo crew, uh, we just sprinkle like a mountain of fresh basil on top of the pasta with the oh. pesto butter. So it's like the server kind of tosses it for them and table side and then they serve it. And it's like, instead of this bruised brown basil that you get with pesto that you usually get, you get this like super fresh herbaceous, herbaceousness with the uh, pasta.
0: So it's kind of constructed. Kind of, a, a uh, yeah, kind of yeah 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 i mean like
1: I, that's what it is it's like that's why we call it, like pesto not pesto because <laughs> it is a pesto but it's not a pesto yeah it, that's what see like i love that i like people are like hmm that's interesting i want to try it's that. making my uh,
0: mouth water i, I,
1: I love the <laughs> idea <laughs> yes. of it that, that's <laughs> so good, a good
0: yeah.
1: Okay. yeah we have an uh, amazing veal chop in-house 14 ounce veal chop we pound paper thin and then fry it with two different types and then we have like this amazing red sauce that Little spicy, a little bit of a, a anise note to it from the fennel. A um, spicy
0: Ville chop.
1: Yeah, so we oh. we t- it's not it's not like over the top like Tennessee, you know, like hot chicken, <laughs> and like that. right? It's, yeah, people aren't gonna be going you're running to the bathroom, nothing <laughs> like that. But then it's just got a little bit of kick to it where you're like, ooh, that's I, I didn't expect oh, that. That's nice, nice. like Diablo. Um, Kind of, yeah, it's like that. And then we also have a pasta dish that's kind of playing that uh, Diablo like pasta dish. So Mm -hmm. we uh, Mm -hmm. infuse our pasta with a little bit of Calabrian chili peppers. Yeah, so it's a pasta that's actually spicy, not the sauce. Right. So, and and then like uh, we toss it in a red sauce with some lobster and crab and then a little bit of fennel powder. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then we Mm -hmm. also have uh, a
0: crab.
1: Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> how can you go wrong with that? You
0: uh, cannot go wrong with that. Well, Sue, I want you to talk about the restaurant itself and just kind of like uh, walk me through the design of the restaurant and sure. the thought process behind that and how it merges with the menu.
1: So I, I wish I can tell you that I had a part in this beautiful, uh, decorative. Everything that happens inside the restaurant is. I had a 0% of my contribution. It's all uh, our four partners that like kind of came together and they like designed the whole place. It's so you come in, as you come in, you have our hosts that will greet you. um, And then that'll take you upstairs to our main dining room. And on the way upstairs, there's like this beautiful portrait of a a lady. But instead of like a head, it's got it. It's going to be so weird describing this because you're going to think that I'm like, (laughs) On some kind of drug, uh, describing it, but like it's a beautiful lady. But instead of a head, it's like a a, a flower. uh, Oh,
0: I can totally totally envision that.
1: Yeah, it's I don't know how to describe it. It's very like enamored. It's like it it captures you right away, and you see it. Wow, that's beautiful. And then our chandeliers are uh, in the shape of like a flower, a rose. As you come up the stairs, and then you come upstairs, and you can see kind of like the bar which is the first thing you see. And then just, just past the bar is a whole dining room with like this amazing chandelier that we have in the middle of the dining room um, that's also in the shape of kind of like a rose. Oh, so it's,
0: um, it's kind of like romantic in there. It's got a, it's like is, a great place
1: it for you Yeah, it has a very feminine touch to it. Like, cause that's what they're going for here. Is like, they don't want just like, mounds of pasta in front of you like you know, like old school Italian food they wanted right. to be a little bit more delicate they wanted to have a little less fat they wanted it to be a little more thought out than just mm-hmm. like slopping pasta onto a plate and honestly I couldn't have, whoever designed the whole place and chose all the fabric they did an amazing job because it kind of it, it goes well with the food that we serve here it's very delicate very um attention to details are all there. Uh, so yeah, it's it's quite an experience when you come in here.
0: What's the music like in there, the soundtrack on the average when you come to the restaurant?
1: A little bit more upbeat, honestly. <laughs> I'm never in the dining room right now because I am right. so in the kitchen and trying to make sure that everything's Perfect. working well. But yeah, I mean, from what I hear, it's very upbeat, very alive. It's not stuffy. Uh, you come in, you, you, you feel the energy, you feel happy, you feel like you want to... You know, have a have a glass of wine and eat some good food and chat with your friends and just have a good time.
0: So again, you've worked at some of the most stylish, most recognized restaurants in Chicago and you know around the country as well. And so I know here and there you've taken you've taken pieces. You know, oh, yeah. as far as your style, you know, as far as your menu style and you know how you go about plating stuff. Let's talk mm-hmm. about your personal style and living in all these different cities and being around all these fashionable people, how that's mm-hmm. affected your personal style.
1: Uh, my style of cooking or a style and your in... personal
0: style, man. You know, oh. your fashion.
1: Oh my fashion? Sure. Uh,
0: fashion. Now is we're at the <laughs> fashion part.
1: Oh, I love it. I love it. Um <laughs> so I love uh I'm a huge t shirt guy. And I love one off T-shirts like I love supporting local businesses anytime I go in and they have a cool T-shirt. I love uh, supporting them and I love wearing those kind of T-shirts. And I, I just like to have fun when it comes to fashion. I, I always believe that you can have like very monotone colors, but then you got to have this that that one thing, whether it's like your shoe or your belt, whatever it has to be a little bit brighter. That kind of stands out. And my girlfriend hates it. <laughs> but I am all about that. You know, she loves to like tone it down. She likes the like, you know, like the black and white, blue and uh, beige. I'm more like, I love pink. I love purple. I love like pastel colors. Like, if you ask any of my cooks, like, yeah, Chef, chef likes to, uh, she he doesn't like black. <laughs> he likes to wear bright, bright colors. I'm like, so, okay so you're throwing some
0: purple <laughs> or pastel kits oh, yeah. with your t shirt and jeans? Is that what you're saying?
1: Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. A pink, uh, like, even a pink in the
0: watch or something.
1: Even in the kitchen, I wear like a black shirt, black pants. I hate it, but it's like kind of my dress code. And then I wear like a pastel green apron just to kind of offset it a little bit. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I think it just, I don't know, it kind of like people laugh, but at the same time, it brings like a good energy in the kitchen too to have bright colors. Um, like the black and white, yeah, it looks nice, but. What's wrong with the little purple? What's wrong with the little pink? I mean, I (laughs) love color.
0: So, I mean, you're talking to the right person. So, (laughs) where do you get these colorful aprons and kicks from and watches and all these accessories?
1: Headley and Bennett is a good good place to get colorful aprons. Um, Tillet does a good job. So does uh, Medium Rare Chef. They do amazing jobs with colorful um, aprons. Kicks, honestly, I'm a huge Vans and uh, Converse guy. Like, I like to keep it. Super classic. And then I'll, once in a while, I'll throw in like a purple shoelace on there or like a oh. pink shoelace classic. just to switch it up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the little minute details, right? That kind of make things different. Watches. I mean, I usually have an uh, Apple Watch. I don't have it on today, but then with like different color bands to, to keep it spicy. But yeah. And then the sh- t the shirts. Like I said, I love supporting local um, local restaurants, artists who do cool stuff. It's unfortunate that because of the pandemic, so many places that, clothes, but I try to support local as much as I can.
0: Are there any um, local boutiques that you wanted to give a shout out to, you know, like for where you get these t-shirts?
1: Man, honestly, like they're all, they're, they're all like restaurants. Like, so like Pizzeria Bebu is the one that I got one from. Oh, um, they
0: sell t-shirts?
1: so they do it says a feed me pizza it's it's wow. amazing <laughs> people love it let's see what else <laughs> this isn't local but like i i have like one of my favorite shirts is my taco bell shirt but <laughs> i wear it and then like all oh my guys are like are you serious chef i'm like Hey, man, I I am what I am. That is so hipster of you. (laughs) I love Taco Bell. Though It's not (laughs) even like I'm not even trying to be ironic. I love going to Taco Bell.
0: You know, you're Uh, not the only chef that I've heard that will go to Taco Bell or uh, what's the other one? White Castle. Oh, and places I like that it. and it's like so <laughs> shocking like really that you guys eat that stuff are you like in a corner like eating it or going through the drive-thru with your shades under a hat or a hoodie no i'm proud of it i'm so
1: <laughs> proud of it <laughs> one of my chefs he like told the story so well he's like all right I, I got my nice bread i got my nice butter i got my nice cheese i'm gonna make a grilled cheese and at the end we we're like "Ah, oh, screw it let's just put it in the microwave and then just eat it like we <laughs> got like we're so tired at the end of the day, like, you know, mm-hmm. like cooking 12, 14 hours. But of course, like if we were to cook for a significant other, for our friends, we'd go, you know, the extra mile to do it. But for, for ourselves, we're the worst. Like yesterday, I had some Chef Boyardee and some uh, <laughs> jalapeno oh, chips for dinner. You have, yeah. wait,
0: wait, Chef Boyardee and what?
1: <laughs> uh, jalapeno uh, kettle chips. That, oh, that, that was dinner last night.
0: <laughs> oh my God, what kind of Chef Boyardee?
1: It was the like uh, macaroni, beef and macaroni or something like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, no. my God. And the funny thing is about it is that I know you can make your own pasta, but who wants to do that for one person? Or it's right. like, you know, what? One o'clock, 11, yeah. midnight? Like Nobody I to, wants to the do pasta. their dishes. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> gonna, yeah. You could probably barely open the can. You were so tired
1: exactly exactly wow,
0: you are real i love that you're bringing the real real <laughs>
1: <laughs> i hope you edited a lot of this out It's like no my favorite oh, place is in. first day <laughs> that is
0: going in all of that i think it's awesome it. that you're so real about it well, okay so you know, I love that you're being real and you're talking about what you do on on that side. You'll eat the Taco mm-hmm. Bell, you'll eat Chef Boyardee, but when you're yeah. going out with your lady, mm-hmm. what kind of food and where do you go?
1: So, one of my favorite spots pre-COVID, pre-pandemic, was a uh, uh, Cafe Marie Jean, Humboldt Park. It was, it was amazing. It, it was, it was so good. They do. The chef has a, he has like the standard menu, but then he also has a, a chalkboard menu that is constantly changing. Um, it's
0: They closed.
1: Uh, they cl- yeah, it, it was very, it was very unfortunate. So we used to go there a lot for brunch and dinner whenever we felt like grabbing a good bite and a nice bottle of wine. Currently, so we love visiting Chef uh, Shields at the Loyalist. Mm. Uh, that place is always good he does good like one delicious juicy burger oh my goodness I I mean like it's so far up there I'm like that's like a good standard for a good burger and then chef Posey's Elska is Elska Mm -hmm. is always solid spot to go grab a drink uh quick bite her and then chef I mean his wife is very talented also amazing pastry chef I mean like a perfect evening would be going to chef shields and grabbing a burger and to going to el and grabbing a drink and a dessert that would be like a perfect nice. night yeah uh let's see where else we've been uh and then we, we've recently visited chef um joe flam at uh rosemary beautiful spot amazing mm-hmm. food good vibes
0: he is so awesome he is he just yeah. has a great spirit about him oh, really-
1: he's like the most down-to-earth person ever it, it's it's like you don't see that you don't see that too often in chefs. It's it's pretty cool. It's very admirable. Uh, I mean, other than that, we we cook in. She my girlfriend loves to cook. Really? So, yeah, what a lot. I mean, she usually does a lot of healthy stuff. Like okay. she'll do like <laughs> yeah. That I,
0: boy R.D. for you?
1: I, yeah, I know. I gotta sneak it in there when she's asleep. Uh, <laughs> so she, I mean, she loves cooking a good steak, and she's 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 a master at using yeah. the cast iron skillet. So, it's uh, good, good steak and potato, you know, like ni- nice Midwest dinner.
0: All right, um, girl.
1: Yeah, I know. She's very good. <laughs> okay. Uh, but other than that, yeah, we try to support local pizza, uh, like um, Spock up in Ravenswood uh, is amazing, yeah. great, Neapolitan-style pizza. Galucci's is a new spot we just found out in Old Town, which is another good uh, Neapolitan-style pizza. Um, yeah, we just try to go local as we can.
0: I love it. I love it. And you guys are brand new on the block. And your eight years of being in Chicago, I mean, you you sound like a hardcore Chicagoan and you've only been here for eight years. You know, all the right people, you know, all the right spots to eat, Uh, you know, the places to go to drink. Um, I I love it. And you know where to go to shop. This is this is fantastic. Where do you see? Adelina? Where do you mm-hmm. see you guys being in the whole scheme of things as far as Chicago's restaurant landscape? Where do
1: you want to be? I feel like that, where do I, uh, those are two different questions. I feel like where do I want to be or where do we see ourselves going or, oh man, like, so like when I was younger and when I was a uh, up and coming chef and when I was in the kitchen, like, I'm like, oh man, like I want accolades. I want a James Beard award. I want Michelin stars. I want a John Banjay award, but Now, like what I try to focus on more, and what I wanna, what I wanna see our kitchen be in the next five years, is a place where knowledge is passed on from cook or chefs to cooks and cooks among cooks, and a place where like guys wanna come in and work. They they're not doing it for the paycheck. They're coming in. They wanna learn. They genuinely love what they're doing. Like just creating a culture and atmosphere where people wanna come into work. That's like what I want. I would love to see that in the future of Adelina's Kitchen. At, in the whole Chicago scheme, uh, uh, dining scene scheme, um, I hope we're recognized uh, as like a staple. Um, if it, even if not a staple, some place that people would be like, "Oh man, you got to try this place. This place is it's got a good vibe, and the food is very interesting. You should you got to go try it at least once." That would be awesome if that kind of word gets around. And, and like we've since the first day, we made such like crazy strides, and I feel like our potential is limitless as it comes to what we can do and and, this, and the partners are just very supportive in everything that we do. And they, they just wanna see us grow, uh, whether it's personal growth or whether it's growing as a restaurant, which is, you don't see, I mean, it's so cool to have bosses that just let you kind of like spread your wings and let, let, they want you to fly. They want you That's to fair. grow. They want you to, yeah, it, it's amazing to see them be so supportive and them coming in, they're here every single day with us Like putting in their hours and they don't have to, honestly, they don't have to, but they're they're so dedicated and motivated to get this place to become what they want it to be. So it's amazing to see that. And I think with that kind of motivation, I think we have limitless um, potential to be whatever we want to be in Chicago, I think.
0: Well, Chef Suan, it has been a pleasure chatting with you. You're, like I said, you are real, real. (laughs) And I I absolutely love it. You do not put on any airs and I absolutely appreciate that. Thank you very much for coming on the Feast and Fashion podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me on.
0: Well, that does it for this episode. I want to thank my guest, Chef Suan, again for joining me. We're back next Friday with another outstanding, talented, and of course, stylish culinary personality you don't want to miss. Thank you so much for listening to Feast and Fashion on the Eat Drink Dine Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adasha Townsend. Meet me back here next Friday.